1: Podcast. It's Derek Lassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there that's all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source. The great folks at Lakerholics.com, the great folks at LakersBall.com, plus our awesome friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at HoopHeadsPod.com. It is sincerely appreciated. Welcome back, Anthony Davis. He came back to the lineup. It was something that we were seeing that maybe could happen in Miami, but didn't quite happen there. But he felt good enough to come back to us back in the starting lineup after several weeks out with that. You know, that strain, that sprain ligament in his knee and just really those looked really energetic at first in the first quarter, blocked a few shots, looked really good, floated around defensively, still a little bit rusty on the offensive end. And again, he looked like that throughout the game. But the fact is he was there in the lineup and it helped energize the team. And you can tell it was really gave the team a big boost as they went out in Brooklyn as part three of this very long Grammy trip, and I'll tell you what, this was probably one of their best performances of the season. They climbed out to a, about a dozen-point lead in the second quarter and pretty much outside of a quick little run in the third quarter to the loss of composure by the Lakers for a few minutes. They had to cut down to two, but you know what? On a day where the Clippers came back from 35 points down, I was worried that the Lakers would give up this lead as well, but they didn't, as it was, seemed like at times it was James Harden versus the world, and just nobody else on the Brooklyn Nets could make a shot. And the Lakers, despite being out-rebounded, still qualified everywhere else as far as a good play is concerned, shot well from the outside, really played a nice team defense, made them miss a lot of shots, and the Lakers end up, i like, what probably what people will say is one of their best wins of the season 106 to 96, keeping for the most part the Nets at bay right in that 10 to 15 point area for most of the game. And here today to talk about the game are two great guests, indeed. Another first for us here at the Lakers fast break, as we have two of the mainstays of both LakersBall.com and LakerHollocks.com. First up is a returning guy, he's feeling a little bit better, he's feeling up and around. He is the mastermind. In fact, he's been feeling up and around so much that he's posting those wacky trades again on Twitter. (laughs) It is at Laker Tom on Twitter. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. He's back. He's he's gotten us out. So glad to have you back. So glad you're feeling better. And you know, with a performance like that on the defensive end, it's got to make your shoulder feel even better.
0: Yeah, you know, this was a great win for the Lakers. The return of Anthony Davis, will that be the catalyst that's going to ignite the Lakers and and finally have us take five steps forward instead of just two and then one step back and maybe another six or seven forward? Uh, we need we need just to pull into a streak of wins and and the the resume of this club has been, despite the encouraging signs that you get in a previous game or a previous effort. Uh, it's just been to revert back to being a totally inconsistent team. The only thing we're consistent about is just being completely inconsistent from game to game. So it was a great game tonight. I liked what I saw from Anthony Davis, because in that first quarter stretch where he blocked four shots, you could immediately see how his length transforms our small ball offense and defense, as defense especially, the ability to have a lineup out there that You've got two or three guys who can guard almost every position on the court who can are great help defenders. It was great to see Anthony go down on the court, fall down a few times, get up and not show any signs of it. I read a quote after the game where he said, basically, uh, if he feels good tomorrow, he's going to tell the coach that he doesn't need any minutes restriction. He wants to be out there and play. Um, and that's that's one of the things that I've always admired about Anthony Davis's resolve this season and his resolve since becoming a Laker not to be not to allow small injuries he's sort of taken LeBron's challenge and is not going to allow small injuries to keep him from playing Um, that's he's been nitpicked all through his career for doing that I think it's it's something to say that uh, you know a month and two days or whatever it's been since uh, he had the injury before he's back in the lineup and that's earlier than expected from everybody you know We've learned the hard way that, you know, when they say they're going to be evaluated in four weeks, don't count on that guy being back in the lineup in
1: four weeks. You know, that's, yeah.
0: you'll be lucky if that happens. Listen, terrific game. I thought Austin Reed played a terrific game. Uh, Russ.
1: Defensively, defensively. Yeah, he did.
0: played a terrific game defensively. He wasn't exactly, but he, you know, he also made a couple of sensational passes. The kid has yes. such great instincts of where to move the ball. And then Malik Monk, man. 22 points off the bench. I also thought Malik played great defense several times during the game. I thought he made excellent reads. He got in there, intercepted passes. I love his ability to front the big man and to get up really high so that he can contest the pass thrown underneath. So the Lakers look good and everything. We lost 21 points on the rebounding, which kind of just shows what the whole effort is going to be between now and February 10th, which is we've got to get bigger. You know, we need—we really need two guys. We really need a, another six-five defensive guard, shooting guard, and we need, you know, like a six-eight small forward who who could be starters. You know.
1: And that was um, the one consistent thing that was throughout the game, if you could say, it was a distraction, yep. was the rebounding. Even when AD was in there, it was still something the Lakers were deficient on, are on the boards. But again, the defensive effort was causing all these missed shots and causing yeah. all these rebounds. So you got to say the effort on defense, even for guys like THT, the much maligned THT, who didn't score a point but was still active on defense. Again, like you said, Austin Reeves only got two points but active on the defensive end. Malik Monk, 22 points, just an outstanding job from three, looked really confident with the stroke, but very good. Like you said, on the defensive end, active on the defensive end. Carmelo Anthony even Anytime they took it down low, active hands by both LeBron and Carmelo down low, stripping the ball away. He got 13. Russ, again, Russ is another adventure today, another roller coaster. He got 15 points, which was you know productive and whatnot, but still there were points of time where he made two, three mistakes in a row and brought Brooklyn back below 10 points, enough for where we were within breathing rooms. So he kind of makes you nervous. So again, Russ, is up and down deal but still just very good to see again the lakers effort on the defensive end overall just very good and i want to bring in someone else here who had a good eye on the game he is one of the guys behind lakersball.com you might know him there as ox1947 it is joe soro joe great to have you here as well what are your thoughts on the game again a very spirited active defensive end Work on the rebounding, yes, this has been an issue ever since we went to the small ball. But I'll tell you what, I will take a good, solid win over Brooklyn, even without its, two of its top three stars, any day of the week.
2: You, know, you always look at each game for what it is. So you had James Harden really being the only star playing tonight.
1: James on Harden team. versus the world.
2: And when you beat a team by double digits that's deficient in their players. This is, this is, and you, you, they practically led from beginning to end. So this is what you want to see. Yeah. You want to see double digit wins against teams. You're supposed to beat today. LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook, your three stars are healthy. They're playing. And then the role players, guys like Malik Monk, Reeves did their part. And, they carried a nine to 11 point lead pretty much the entire way. I, I had commented on that on the game time thread that I would be extremely happy if they just kept that nine to 11 point lead throughout the whole game, just because it's something that we're not, we haven't really seen much of this year and and they did it. I, I was just saying it just to say it. And they actually just, did it. There was There was, just was one pressure. little, there was one yeah. little hiccup where they were only up a couple points. Well, that was because Uh, they
1: gave up like a, what was it? A three pointer plus a foul plus a technical on Avery Bradley. (laughs) So it went down to two, but then LeBron went on a mini run all by himself. You know, you could also nitpick and say, okay, the Lakers had several, several opportunities to go ahead and make this a blowout and just couldn't get it done once they were in that 12 to 14 point range. But still, you know what? Again, on the road, you're playing against James Harden, who basically had to do so much by himself. I'll take the win, double digits, like you said, any time out.
2: Well, we have to understand the current culture of the NBA. I think you're. I think we're so we were so used to, at least I, I was, of a. I mean, the, the when Phil Jackson and Kobe and, the, and that whole crew was was was, you know. It, it, during their reign there was that i for 20 years it was kobe playing the whole first quarter taking the first six minutes off in the second quarter finishing the last six minutes in the second quarter coming back out in the third playing the whole third quarter and then sitting down the first six minutes of the fourth and that's how the games end and phil jackson had his scheme and the the game was always like i always have this thing in my head where that 25 point Number before the first quarter ends. If we're if we held them to twenty twenty one, that's a good that's a good game start, right? And for so long, for years, that number was ingrained in my head. And over the last five to six seasons, especially the last two and three, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> that playing the first four, quarter with the stars. That doesn't really exist anymore. Now they're playing five minutes. They're taking them out a couple minutes, bringing them back in. So it, it's it's. And then on top of that, you know, you mentioned with the Wizards blowing a thirty-five point lead. Plus, you I also would consider been,
1: with the well, you also consider with the Lakers have blown more double-digit leads than anybody. Right, else. So and, you and that's get concerned.
2: Right. Well, the thing is, I, I don't. We have to. We have to really. <laughs> come to grips with the fact that a 14 point lead is not what it used to be a 14 point lead. I would say is more of a six to eight point lead in, in this current era, because you have teams that can shoot from anywhere. Practically anyone can shoot from anywhere and one, one turnover and two made threes cut that in half. And that can be done in a matter of 20 to 30 seconds. So, thirty-five point lead—that—that that is a little excessive. I'm not going to lie, but a fourteen well, I, point I mean, lead—I don't—I'm—I'm I'm starting to really get used to that. Like, hey, if it's a fourteen point lead, oh, I hope they keep it. It's not anymore where like, oh my god, I can't believe they—they. They, it's down to two points. It, I'm used to it now. Now it's like, well, I, I'm hoping they can hold on to that, you know, double-digit lead. And if they can, that's a good thing. And they did exactly that tonight to a team that they should have done it to and it's on the road you beat a team on the road especially in the east coast and they have a a decent team without Durant and Kyrie Irving and you win pretty much from beginning to end and this is this is the encouraging part um I'd say the most encouraging part is and I actually forgot I was going into the game going How many times is AD, I'm going to see how many times AD kind of clinches at something or does this or does that, right? I had forgotten. I forgot until after the game was over and watching post-game with Worthy and the the boys at Sportsnet. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I noticed that this is like the first game in a long time where I didn't see AD grabbing his knee or his elbow or his earlobe or his head. Well, he didn't get hit
1: by anybody. He didn't get hit hard. (laughs)
2: No, 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 no. Look. He he didn't end up on on the
1: floor today. He didn't end up on the floor.
2: It didn't matter, okay? Before this game, it didn't matter. I'd see him just pivot a certain way, and all of a sudden, he'd kind of come back out like, oh, man, what am I going to do? You know, I, I think mentally, if anything, the last month maybe allowed AD to really find himself a little bit because he did drop weight uh am i wrong on that or or he he looked looked a lot skinnier than he he did a month ago now that is an amazing thing if you think about it when you injure a knee or a leg or anything on a leg and you lose weight like that's that means you were you went to the next level like you are not even using that leg yet you were able to maintain your, your your fitness right um, it's not like a a, a shoulder like Laker Tom. Laker, I I I got it. I got the end of that discussion with you guys. <laughs> what happened to your your shoulder? Was it a, a labrum or a rotator cuff?
0: Yeah, it was just too many three point shots during the what it is? A...
2: This was my weapon in football. Yeah. So I tore my labrum in 2004, I think. And mm. the reason why I remember that year was because I remember I was in the gym, and when I when the dumbbell kind of I kind of lost my my strength. In, in incline dumbbell press and I remember it kind of did this awkward thing and I heard something and I didn't end up taking care of it until 2014 <clears throat> I, I, I I remember the, the diagnosis after the MRI was extensive labrum <laughs> tear and right. I'm sitting there going man I'm so stupid for waiting as long as I did to fix it it took me two and a half years to get the full feeling so like the full, full strength back, back two and, and a half hand? It was supposed yeah. to be a year, but it took me two and a half years until it finally got to the point where I wasn't having to worry about sleeping on it and it being weird.
0: It's a real difficult thing to adjust is the, just the being able to, for me, it started, you know, like 10 years ago, I've been coaching youth basketball for 30 years. And, uh, all of a sudden one of the hardest things to do was to sit there and throw up free throws so that guys could battle for the boards or the girls could battle for the boards. And, uh, and you start, you know, you start to lose that mobility. And I can, I can specifically remember when I, when I reached a certain age, and I went out with my son and his friends, and and put a move on somebody that I thought was <laughs> just the same move that I've always done. And and instead of blasting by the guy, I'm flat on the face, and you know, plan face plan in the concrete. So it's uh, you make adjustments, you know. And and I know now, for example. Old guys like me don't run across the street because if you stumble and oh, you won't get your feet you won't get your feet back together. But my buddy, uh, my, my yeah, it's you it's, know it's, a, it's it's been a week. It's been a week. I feel fine. Thank God I'm retired and I don't have a job, so I have to. I don't have a nine to five job where I've got to go to work every day. Because uh, you can't drive. You can't. I mean, it's your life has just stopped. It's just like, and I had a hard time, I had a hard time doing the operation because. Part of me said that, you know, man, I, you know, I keep hearing people to do operations and you let them, you let them take the knife to you and and it's, it's a hard trek back, you know? Oh boy. yeah, (laughs) My wife is like that. She's like, you know, she's an Irish girl. And basically their whole family is is is, there. Their whole family is just shut up and just soldier on.
2: Get get, get it done. Yeah. Trust the process. I haven't played basketball in probably a year but my buddy and i have made an agreement that we're going to play full court basketball oh. up to 21 once a week. Mm. Okay. So tomorrow i'm probably going to end up falling like you you were talking mm. about maybe a, a few times to get my breath. <laughs> but i i had hinted this at him about 2 months ago before the holidays start mm-hmm. kicking in. I said, "Listen, next year when when all my business stuff's kind of out of the way and i have some time to to kind of hit the gym or hit the courts during the day, not during the evening, obviously. I said, let's do what Kobe Bryant and Derek Fisher used to do in the rookie year, which was after practice, they play one-on-one, right, full court. And I've always, I've been wanting to do it. It's just I never had, most of my friends are all schlep rocks. They either have nine to five jobs or I have a friend of mine who's not like that and he's available during the day. So right. here we are able to kind of to see careful, how that man. works and I'll, I'll tell you guys how it goes either either later in the week or next week and I, I promise yeah, I'll after will gets the out truth. of the
1: hospital after he gets out yeah. of the hospital <laughs> well
2: again I, I, I I'm you know I'm I'm not in complete terrible shape I, I I'm, I'm still in somewhat of a good shape not as as good as I would want it but basketball wind is a little different than a treadmill wind or an elliptical tre- elliptical oh, well, that, uh, that's
1: something we'll, we'll talk about when it comes to John Wall and Russell Westbrook Raphael from com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But let's close out the conversation on the Nets. Once again, the Lakers do pick up a nice victory, 106-96 over the Brooklyn Nets. LeBron James doing the LeBron James things. 33 points, came in there, just basically turned it on whenever he seemingly wanted to there were times where he wanted to defer and I think that the Lakers were still able to go ahead and manage out the leads which was I thought was encouraging because usually when he defers the team kind of falters but this time around every time he wanted to go ahead and take a little bit of a break either on or off the court the Lakers did actually do pretty good 33 points again six assists seven rebounds and no turnovers for LeBron James which I think is a really good win Russell Westbrook 15 points, six rebounds, four assists, and five turnovers. Again, it was an up-and-down performance for him. Avery Bradley played okay defense, pretty solid defense uh, when he was stationed against. They yeah, had two great steals. Yeah, two great steals. He did get burned a couple times. But yeah. then again, when Lowest you're
0: t- plus minus on a team.
1: Yeah, with, with James Harden though, James Harden is really gonna make you look bad because he's still he can complain all he wants about the rules changing and whatnot, but as evidence, he's averaging more free throws this year than last. So don't don't hear about all the things that he's complaining about. And he's still getting a lot of the calls. I'm just gonna say that right out. But he's still very crafty as he got a 30 point triple double himself. But I'll tell you what, the Lakers hopefully will continue this momentum thursday in philadelphia where they face off against the really 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 good playing joel Embiid. he's probably playing as good as anyone else in the nba right now and the 76ers are streaking right now so they head into philadelphia on thursday it's a 4 30 p.m pacific game so just want to let everybody know that it's out there that we're going to go ahead and sometime around this time 8 8 30 p.m on thursday we'll go ahead and run our post game from there but It is the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford along with Laker Tom and also as well, Joe Soro. Before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and mention not only what Laker Tom is doing at Lakerholics.com, what also Joe Soro is doing at LakersBall.com, but also touch on the latest mad rumor, which we touched upon a little bit last week. And also, I want to make a correction. It is the fact that there are rumors that, once again, Russell Westbrook (laughs) is being rumored to be traded for John wall. I know they've already done this thing before, but I do want to mention that I thought that John wall had an extra year on his contract. They don't, they actually have almost a dollar for dollar, very similar contract. As far as the number that they're owed, it is a $47 million that they will be owed in the final year of their contract each. So basically they could just go ahead and be swapped again. The thing is though, the constant rumor is, would the Lakers give up an additional pick in order to get John Wall? I want to hear from you guys. I'm going to start with you first, Laker Tom. I would not give up an extra pick, maybe a late protected second rounder at the best, but I'm not giving up a first round pick for John Wall. First off, he's been out the entire season. We talked about getting into shape, Joe Sorrell. This He would have to get into NBA shape. And as you know, the speed of the NBA is so much different. We're talking about several weeks of getting into shape. So you don't really have a point guard like him in the lineup for several weeks. He doesn't shoot that well. I know they were talking about his catch and shoot numbers being around 37, 38%. But as we know, he often gets injured. He's been often out in of the lineup. And he's a streaky shooter at best. So Laker, Tom, I want to hear your thoughts. I'm a definite no. If, if it's just straight up, I can deal with that. I don't think it really changes the number for the Lakers or it changes the, you know, the whole dynamic for the mm-hmm. Lakers. I just say, if you have to add an extra pick on top of that, it's a definite no for me.
0: Well, you know, what's, what's really interesting about this trade is there's a big difference when you talk about what you can get for the three trading chips that the Lakers have that are their logical chips. They have Taylor Horton Tucker and his $10 million contract. Kendrick Nunn and his $5 million contract. Um, and they have a first-round draft pick for 2027, the soonest one that they could do. Those are their three top assets. So if you put those three top assets together, they'll probably bring back a player making $15 million a year. Um, you'd have to add a couple of, you know, another minimum player in there, or maybe somebody might want Kendrick Dunn. I I don't think you make this trade for just swapping those two players, Westbrook and and. Because you can along. probably get rid of Westbrook's contract this summer because he'll be an expiring contract. That's correct. So you're not going to have to attach a first to him. Or, in worst case, you might want to use that first just to get rid of his contract at that
1: point. Or you just let him play out. The, you let him play yeah. out. You deal well, with what you are, with, and, and then you get a couple, $47 a million dollars the books.
0: There's a couple of options. Let me finish. Where I do think the trade makes sense, and Eric Pinkus had an article on this, is that the that, – the, the numbers that you need to match salaries change dramatically once you say, let's start with Westbrook versus Wall. So let's say we take that Westbrook and a first round pick for Wall. We take that particular transaction and there are two players that would, would be great fits on the Lakers. So let's say you decide I'd like to one of these two players. I'd like um, either Eric Gordon, who's a 45% three-point shooter, a savvy, tough defender, who is going to be probably could be one of the most sought after players the second half of the year. He's like PJ Tucker was, could be like PJ Tucker was for the for the Bucks last year. The other player who fits perfectly is is Christian Wood, your old favorite you almost had us trade for at one point in time with the Pistons. And that was a he long makes 135 like five. So the, here's the problem. So you could take one of those guys and you could say okay fine I'll tell you what, we'll throw in we'll throw in none and Taylor, Horton Tucker you add the wall we'll give you rust plus these guys and you add uh, let's say let's say um depends which way you want to go let's say you want you want christian wood you throw christian wood in there that that deal basically works in the salary cap situation because the dollars are so much higher so the percentages that they you have to take back work out better so there is some sense to that particular deal that there could be a reason why you would want to do that deal now Here's the really interesting wrinkle to this deal. Houston is not playing John Wall. They won't let him play. He'd like to play. But they basically said, no, you know what? We're better off because we're tanking. We're better off not having you play. Yep. Well, he's not interested in buying out. But the talk is, is that, and I have to figure that Houston has apparently talked to Russell Westbrook's group. Because there's talk that if they made the trade and Westbrook went to Houston, there would be a buyout. Conducted because he would not want, he would not sit out the rest of the year.
1: Westbrook has been very happy staying in LA with his family.
0: He is. And there's a third thing that is, I could, the third factor is that just like Ben Simmons, who is the player agent for John Wall, it's Rich Paul of clutch sports. So the Lakers, just like they would know whether Ben Simmons is able to come back and play well, he, they got a lot of his best friends on their team right now. And that same thing is true, you know, in that situation with John Wall, they know that, Rich Paul's already told them exactly what the situation is with John Paul, with, with John Wall. So it's a, it's a tricky situation. I don't think it's going to happen because I think that there are better targets for the Lakers than at least I'm hoping that there are better deals that the Lakers can make than to settle for this deal. I, I do think that Eric Gordon would be a good fit, but, if you spend your money on Eric Gordon, where are you going to get the guy that's going to fill in to, to be that 6'8", six, 6'9", six, you know, s- small forward that you need to guard the Kawhi Leonard's and, and those types of players? We almost have to prioritize having that size. And then secondly, you know, but if we, if we strike out in all of these other areas, that, that, that's, that's a doable deal. That's a deal that we probably can make.
1: But with Eric Gordon, I think Eric Gordon would be a good catch. But unfortunately, you know, he's also owed like two years. I think beyond this year, is that correct? I think he's he has another Uh, third year is not guaranteed. Okay, third year is not guaranteed. guaranteed. Okay, but but
0: but that's why they want to get rid of him. They don't. they don't want to pay. You know, they don't want to pay eighteen million or nineteen million. And and then you
1: could still worse comes to worse as a break glass in case of emergency you can go ahead and keep on riding up and down this westbrook train as far as it's concerned through the season even through next season because 47 million dollars coming off the books whether it's wall or westbrook that's 47 million dollars that you could spend that comes off the books in 2023 in the summer 2020 yeah but the problem
0: is is that we'll have a we'll have 80 and lebron
1: and lebron will be 39 do max
0: deals at that point in time or at least their hold will be a max deal yeah so it's not like we have the free money to go out and hire some, to bring somebody else with forty-seven millions but we're they, still it, probably forced to trade for somebody who we then can go over the cap to you know give them their next max contract
1: yeah um, that, that's true but that's LeBron, this, this is where the whole
0: westbrook trade thing works and that was really the whole point of the article i did with 10 westbrook trades because once you start Setting up a base trade for something like that, it almost becomes like the way, the way that Tommy Shepard of Washington took our trade for Russell Westbrook and turned it into this like eighteen trade, you know, where people were picking off these various players that they wanted to do it and so forth. And and it's because once you get the numbers big like that, the whole salary matching thing kind of disappears. Yeah, you know, you just got to have the cap space. But I don't think I don't think it makes sense for us to trade Russ at this point in time. We do have to fix the starting lineup. Frank at least did a good job this time because he got rid of Trevor Ariza. Yep. He didn't play at all. A he D&D. put in Stanley
1: Johnson who unfortunately picked up two quick fouls, but it didn't hurt right. the Lakers overall because they were still so But I like so but I level. like Stanley.
0: Stanley had a good plus minus. He and LeBron were the only two starters with a positive plus minus. Yes. It's That's the true. it's it's Mello Reeves and Monk who come in and ignite that. And I'm in between whether Monk should start or not. I, Monk or Reed should
1: start, not at, uh, not Bradley. I would put Monk in. I really like the fact that – probably he,
0: uh, what, he, what it comes down to is what we really need is we need the person that we're going to get for Taylor Horton Tucker because yeah. that should be one of our starters.
1: Uh, that I agree with you on that. He's
0: such a bad fit on this team, and I feel sorry for the guy because I think he, he he's going to be a star. You wait and see. He's going to be a bigger star than – Most Laker fans right now Could be
1: the next Kuzma. You never know. Although Kuzma today, if you watch the highlights, was very frustrated with the rest of the team in that last minute because in the last actually few seconds, the Washington announcers went from talking about how they just pulled out this game to in less than 15 seconds went from that to how did we just lose this game? So that was a very frustrating game indeed. It's very funny if you go ahead and check it out on ESPN. But before we end on out and before we talk about, lakersball.com and also lakerholics.com want to go ahead joe and hear your thoughts on this westbrook for john wall trade scenario once again these two are being named as far as possibly swapping places again laker tom and i probably would say have to say no because the fact i don't think that there's going to be enough incentive for the lakers to move westbrook for wall if you add on different pieces and components to it we could talk then but Straight up Westbrook for wall. And if you ask the Lakers for a kicker on top of that, I think it's something that the Lakers should go and look in a different direction. In.
2: I had talked about it, about this trade, I think a, a week ago. And were you in favor, for...
0: Joe? Were you in favor of the Westbrook deal originally?
2: Yes. Yeah, the okay. reason I why was... I was,
0: Gerald wasn't.
2: Yeah. The <laughs> reason why I was is I thought Russell Westbrook as a third option would work. And it would lessen the deterioration of uh, the team if LeBron was out.
0: Yeah, which is what killed Uh, us last year.
2: Right. And And... and again, last year, right before Solomon took out LeBron's ankle, LeBron had a really good flow with the current roster where they were winning, and they were winning in pretty dominant fashion. He had gotten – they had gotten the flow and then the hope was that when A D got back you kind of fit him in like uh I, I know I, I know my memory sometimes you know goes way back, but I remember in 01 when when Kobe got hurt and Shaq and the Lakers were just killing everybody and then Kobe came in and then they really started killing people. I was hoping for something like that. Um now this year that was the, the this, that was the killer is when LeBron was out I was expecting Russell Westbrook to at least cover LeBron for, you know, 10, 12 games and it it didn't work out. And that's when I was like, oh no, what, 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 what did we do? Um, The most disappointing though, however, the most disappointing thing this year for me is none, not playing and THT not becoming what I thought he was going to be. Yeah.
0: At and least that, there's a trading chip.
2: Yeah, that, those two <laughs> things have have hurt us. I know Monk has kind of covered that a little bit. I know Reeves has kind of covered that a little bit. But THT and Nunn have a skill set that's more important for this particular structured team. They need those guys that can, you know, handle the ball, break their, the, the guy in front of them down, go to the hoop, you know, dish the ball. Monk isn't really that guy. He's the, you know, what he's been doing, which is great. Reeves is the hustle guy. He's the energy guy. He's the fundamental guy, which, thank God, he's one of the few guys on the team that actually does that. And I'm back and forth on whether I'm I'm being inconsiderate. To some degree, I am. Yeah, I I, kind of fall into that. But the, the reasonable part in my head is also saying, man, these guys haven't played together. And then you factored in a COVID situation for about a month where no one knew what the heck was going on. So there's been a lot of things, and I know it's, it's crazy. Year.
0: It's a crazy year. it's an year. excuse.
2: See, I'd be a hypocrite if I did if I if I talked like that all the time, because I have a saying, uh, you know, a bad a good excuse is still an excuse. In the end, no one's gonna feel bad for you, no one's gonna care why, even if it's justified. Especially if you're LeBron James, A D and the Lakers. No one gives a darn about us we've we win all the time and they don't want us to win anymore so the trade for wall i said on lakers ball i said and i asked this question because i didn't want to get myself in trouble like i did with the westbrook thing i said okay can john wall be at least 60 70 percent of what he was and most of the contingency said no I said, then what the hell are you doing the trade for then? I go, if John Wall – I know John Wall's not going to make those mistakes that drive us nuts about Westbrook, but at the same time, is he going to be at least serviceable to the point where he can do what he's been known to do, which is athleticism, you know, dropping 25 points a game. Um, Could we at least get 15, 16, and, 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 you know, smart basketball? I mean, he is a vet. If we can get that, it could make sense. But do I want to reward – and this is the ethical part of this. Do I want to reward – I, I haven't heard that Houston's making him not play. I've heard the other, the other way. I've heard he doesn't want to play.
1: No, uh, wants, you might be right on that, play. Gerald. You he might be right on that, Gerald. He, wants, but, he uh, wants to play. He wants to okay. play. But, I'm uh, sorry,
2: but if, if – if, if, if this is Houston something Adam, Sil- Adam Silver needs to do two things. I love Adam Silver. Uh, I, I think he's a, the best commissioner in sports. But there are two things he has to fix with the NBA. Number one, we're not seeing Ben Simmons. We're not seeing John Wall. We're not seeing these guys play because they're throwing a tantrum, or the team is throwing a tantrum by not letting them play to do whatever. That I can't understand how that's even allowed.
0: 3 you know, ball. the agents for both of those. No, players. I'm
2: sorry, but look, you want to. partner wanna,
0: is the Lakers.
2: <laughs> I don't care. I, look, if you're gonna. Come up to bat for your player as an agent, as Rich Paul, Scott Boris, whatever, right? I understand that part. But from a owner standpoint and a league standpoint, you have to play if you're healthy. You have to play. You can't go sit, oh, I don't want to play in Philly anymore because they were mean to me. Man, get your butt out there or you're not getting paid. These you're guys not, are still you're getting paid, not
0: right? This, Wait, I thought if he wasn't getting, getting paid. Okay, that's I'm one sorry. thing. He's getting paid, but he's getting fined. Yes, which is taking this, most this, of this that needs money to be away. solved. This, this,
2: this is dumb. This yeah, is that's dumb. Screwed up. It's a screwed we would up situation. be able,
1: we can I, we would can be, I just interject sure. here. Let me let me just interject here with Simmons. He got, he, according to his contract, he got a bulk payment, not the entirety of it, but he got a bulk payment and bulk percentage of it up front. That's one of the things in his contract. So, yes, he while he is still being fined to an extent he was paid his commensurate upfront amount early on in the season. So technically he is being paid still at this point in time with John wall. It's simply the team has told him, we don't want you here because we want to go with the youth movement and we want to tank. So if Adam silver has to deal with this, he has to deal with this from both sides with an ownership on one side saying they don't want you to play and a player on the other side with another team saying, I don't want to play. So You know, it's not just player empowerment, it's team empowerment. It's at this point, you know, if you're an organization on the Houston side, you could literally pay someone $30 million, $40 million to in this case, $40 million to do what you want, you know. And this way, they're saying, you know, we don't want you to play, we don't want you to play. So, unfortunately, right now, during the, the way that the contracts are set up and the way that the environment is for the league, that's what was structured in this deal. So, you can for allow for. A player to go ahead and say I don't want to play and be paid, and for a team to say we don't want you to play and pay them. It's the way the contracts are set up right now. It's the way the league has to set up. Yeah, the, the new CBA the will.
0: Players. The new CBA will probably include major changes in that area because I agree with Joe that it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. this is
1: ridiculous.
2: I, I'm, and again, I'm, I'm all about player empowerment. I, I get that part. I know a lot of times there's a discussion about,
1: but in you know, Houston, it's a team empowerment. So it goes. There, both look,
2: ways. It, it, I don't discriminate, Gerald. It doesn't matter if it's a player. Usually, it's always been the oh, player. I'm not,
1: I'm not defending it. I'm just telling you sure. what it is. And oh I, no, I, I understand would love to that see these two players play, especially Ben yeah. Simmons. But again, you have a situation and, where where this is the environment. Well, we're in a live.
2: situation now where we're talking about a Wall Westbrook trade, mm-hmm. and had they let him play, and we saw some skill set that's still there then maybe that decision becomes clearer
1: yeah ben simmons we
2: know we know who ben simmons is okay would i i would take ben simmons obviously for russell westbrook but a little bit of me says hell no hell no because if this guy's weak in philly and he can't shoot the laker crowd's going to destroy him worse philly as bad as it is the fan base is as cruel as they are Laker fans start, almost started a, a protest when Kurt Rambis got hired.
1: I so, don't know. A Philly fans okay, it, do balls at Santa Claus. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that's something Laker fans haven't done.
2: Look, it, it, bottom line is you cannot be a weak-minded player in L.A. Right. Okay? And, and, and AD has had a little bit of a taste of that. Even though he's won and he's come through when it mattered by winning a title, so, it takes a certain personality to do it game in, game out. Year in, year out. It's exhausting.
1: We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at LakerHollocks.com. So, under the second huge
0: instances of what Rich Paul did with Anthony Davis and the Lakers, with Simmons in Philadelphia. And we're, well, I don't, it, I, and we're seeing it with, with wall in, in Houston. You've, you've got two players who are, who are forcing, trying to force their way out of a particular situation.
2: Forcing is fine. I, I, I get that part. If you're yeah. frustrated and you're, you're down and he was not playing for maybe, I think two weeks. Okay. Just so that he wouldn't get injured during, you know, before the, the deadline, you know, before any kind of, you know, I, deadline I don't just, or
0: whatever. Yeah, I don't just, you're preaching to the choir Joe, well, because I have I agree with you that that but a this whole year? The new CBA is going to have to have rules that take care of this.
1: And, again, the players should be playing. If they're healthy, they should play. But yeah. let's get back to the whole situation. Would you or would you not, seeing how the current circumstances are, would you make that trade? I certainly wouldn't if they have to put a draft pick into it. But what are your thoughts on this? Most likely the Lakers would have to add some type of sweetener into it to get John Wall from Houston. Would you make that trade?
2: They, they would need a third team, and they need to get somebody else in that trade if you eliminate Westbrook and bring in Wall you 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 don't know if you've just sent one of your players out that's not going to play anymore the, the return yeah, they, they you don't would know you'd be if he's able gonna to
0: find out. that out from clutch sports because they would have a workout they they'd set up a workout with Wall to prove if this If Wall is
2: 60% if he can go into the playoffs let's say they do the trade February 9th okay <laughs> if he comes in and he needs what, a month and a half, two months until the playoffs, right? And, you know, if he needs two months to get in shape and he's at least 60% of what he was, the one thing that's great about Wall is, or at least in this situation, is we know he's not going to do – I don't think he's going to miss the layups that Westbrook misses, which is really the thing that destroys me. I don't mind if he misses shots. We know who he is there. And, see, that was the thing when I agreed to the trade. I'm like, if you guys are getting this guy because – you want him to be this shooter, then you guys are out of your minds. Yeah, but right. he's a triple-double machine. He can get to the hole. He's he's always available. You know, that's another thing that we don't talk about. I like players that are available, that are playing.
0: The one superstar we've had all year long, huh?
2: What, what, the one guy that I actually a little bit, when he would make these mistakes, I'm like, does this guy ever get injured? Like, just a little bit? He never got injured. So, the thing is, I got to know if John Wall could be productive To the point where the defense has to worry about him a little bit.
1: If that's the case, I'm sure
0: that Rich Paul will make sure that. But you can't. Someone who's not.
1: You know, first of all, okay. Let me say this, and let's finish this up here, and then we'll get to we'll get on. I don't know. This is
2: too good to talk about. I could talk about this for a while.
1: (laughs) The thing is, okay, you got to consider the guy has been out playing at the rec center or at the health center or at Miami, where he's rumored to be going ahead and, and actually practicing right now for entire season. To, for him to get up to speed and whatnot, you can't expect the same kind of numbers that he turned out last year or whenever he was healthy before that because he hasn't been healthy too many seasons in a row since his prime. You know, he's 38% catch and shoot, but you can't expect 38% catch and shoot right off the bat. I mean, he hasn't played in the NBA in a while, so you're asking someone to go ahead and step in. Then you're also asking him to go ahead and stay healthy and maintain his health this is someone who has a, tra- a very spotty record of health, who quite easily could end up doing something like James Harden did, where he was came in, out of shape, came in, hadn't played for a while, came in out of shape, and eventually had hamstring issues. You could see those same things happening with the John Wall very easily. So I don't know. I just think that it would be just not be something that would, would interest the Lakers or should interest the Lakers, especially if you have to add a draft pick after LeBron and AD are gone that you know, hopefully you've replaced them with good players, but it's still very sketchy whether or not that 2027 first round pick will be. I don't know guys.
2: I think again, we're falling in that trap again. What I told you about what we assume, what, what we assumed used to be how the NBA played. Now, LeBron, as a player, we we kept doing this with Tom Brady. Look, we might be witnessing an anomaly that we've never seen. Okay. I
0: understand, but I'm watching LeBron James and you'll find out. I'm, I'm watching end.
2: LeBron James. I've watched a lot of basketball in my life. Okay. And I've watched God knows how many Laker games and I've You're watched 42 every...
1: oh. to years of age at 2027. Okay. 2027. I'm an, I'll am
2: i tell you when I really started understanding and watching 1991 was the year that I started really, you know, so it's been 30, 31 years. Okay. There was a 12 year mark where I didn't miss one Laker game, but with that, I'm watching LeBron James play basketball, and he is the Tom Brady of basketball.
1: And you're if right If he doesn't
2: that. have somebody fall on him, if he doesn't have somebody fall on him for the next two, three years, I don't think he's going to drop off that much.
1: Yeah, but 2027 so 20, 20, 20, would be the first-round pick. <laughs> whatever,
2: whatever that is, whatever a first-round pick means in bat- for the Lakers, I don't know. At least right I now. I can put
0: actually. it I can put it in better perspective because of my age. The 2027 pick, I may not be around to see. Oh,
2: come on. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: All right, all right. That far, come on, that far in the future. That's
2: five years it, it, in the future. The, the, the key the, go ahead, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> all, right,
1: all right. You guys are talking about that's way in advance. But again, right now, I think we're in, in just agreement now that trading Westbrook for Wall, I guess we could do straight up. We just don't want to see anything else added on. Adding the answer changes. On, we're not, not going to do the,
0: anything. We're not going to do anything too dramatic. because The answer changes until we weeks. don't have the money to do it.
1: That's true.
0: See, I mean, here's the problem. I think the idea days. of being able to get Christian Wood or, or Eric Gordon as a part of that deal for the wall to deal with wall, that would be a terrific way for the Lakers to improve the team. The problem was it would cost them another $20 million in luxury taxes. And you know that Jeannie and all of her brothers and sisters who are all getting paid all of that money because they own sixty-five percent of the Lakers. That's what they live on every year. So all you, you, they're not like the Clippers. Well, who got now, the seven hundred million from Crypto dot Seven hundred mm-hmm. million dollars in, in luxury taxes. Like that's through the that's,
1: that's through the yeah. They get. So they get the truth is,
0: the truth is, the Lakers aren't going to. Do things that are going to increase their luxury taxes. They're going to look to reduce their luxury. Well, that's why we didn't get we didn't
2: sign Caruso.
0: That's that was a big mistake. How think how much better it would be right now, Joe. Well, I'm sure we had Caruso's contract to trade also.
2: Look, Tom, I I was wrong in three areas, and and I Gerald and I have talked about this. I thought the Westbrook trade was going to be good.
1: I thought picking
2: THT. Over Caruso, which I knew even before free agency started, that was what they were going to have to decide on THT or Caruso, they went with THT and I thought it was a good idea, because THT was 20 years old, had handles, and obviously seven years younger than Caruso. So I said, Okay, that makes sense. And he's already played really well in his young age, which means he should be playing better as he gets older, right? And it was a draft pick. So then the third part was none. I thought none was going to be the X factor this year. He was going to be that you guy.
0: It That's why we and, him he, the and,
2: and his availability has been negative zero, not just zero because we probably really needed him. And he probably would have helped us win a few games.
0: You know, I, if, I, if found, he'd been playing. I found myself thinking THT, we have to move because he doesn't fit and we need things that fit. We need a big that fits and we need, we need a shooting guard. Who's really a star, you know? And so you, you can move THT and get that other, one other player that you need w- to be one of the starters. But one of the things that, you, that I've always been considering up to now is that you would want to try to bundle THT along with none so that you get a higher, qual- a higher paid, better player in return. But it's not 100% true because one of the things you could think about is that none really fits the style of play that we're, you know, because I had the same feeling you did, Joe, that he was the most important player that we got. Monk may have been the biggest bargain, but none was the guy that I thought we could really count on to be, you know. That's why we gave him that mid-level we gave him our most money. So if if you if you could somehow avoid trading none, and you could, for example, let's say we went after Tristan Wood, 13.5 million, 9.5 million for uh Horton Tucker and DeAndre Jordan as filler, you could make that trade and still have none that you could keep as an asset or that you could turn around, you know, none was one of the players that I thought was a possible, and Gerald did too, a possible good trade to to make uh, with Atlanta to, to get Cam Reddish before he was traded, you know, the money fit. And sure. so if we could keep none, that we would have another player because we really don't have a backup point guard. You know, we just don't. We, you know, we've got LeBron, which always colors the old point guard thing. And you got Russ, who's going to dominate and play the way he's going to play. And, you know, and there is something to be said about John Wall is probably the way that you can get a toned-down version of Russell Westbrook. Pretty much the same game, the same same problems, that, but I think that, yeah, John Wall playing for the Lakers, I think you said it best when you when you said, Joe, that you, you get rid of the dumb plays. The bone layups, the dribble the ball off your foot into the outbounds thing while you're coming down the sidelines and... The shots at the, the top of keepers. the
1: backboard. Yeah, yeah the, the one out of
0: one, f- one out of three bank shots that. Goes or well, he dribbles into three
1: people on a fast break, a one on three fast right. break, and a dribble? And or the basically the the runs that he'll do for himself for the other team. It's addition because by he'll,
0: subtra- he'll make t- a tr- typical addition by subtraction.
2: The thing uh, is with Westbrook is when he makes those those mistakes, like for example today, before he stopped finally, he had five turnovers. No, I actually didn't it- have a...
1: He did have a run. He had two mistakes in a row, and they gave him like a five-zero run. So he did. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. that's the thing is, I I remember the statistic. It was five turnovers that turned into ten points, and at that mm-hmm. point, the Lakers were, you know, within that.
0: But he always high makes some eights. great plays. He always makes some yeah. great plays. Like I and again, Gary. again, I, I know he does yelling, great, great pass, Russ. I must have say that about him. It's it's 10, too nine, it's like it's frustrating it's like because on a drug, you know, it. drives you crazy.
2: There's no answer. The, the guys the guy's a freak of nature in in both negative and positive ways.
1: And problem so is you, it comes at the worst times too. But you know yeah. he's only
0: had 15 games. This was the 16th game of the year. And up until now he'd only played 13% of the minutes with LeBron and AD. Yeah. So we're going to find if, out in 2 weeks. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. We got 8 more games before the trade deadline. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 2 more 2 more weeks. The question will be for Rob and the crew. Because at this point, the way LeBron is playing is making it worse now in a lot of ways. LeBron is on an all-time Yeah, you
0: want to wait that.
2: Okay? If you, you don't, don't take that. advantage of this. And in the end, I've looked at this for the last month because of the situation. I'm like, it, for us to end the regular season in somewhat of a positive note, they have to have the sixth seed. And they gotta play Utah in the first round. If that happens, going into the second round, which I think what'll end up being is Golden State, because I think Phoenix will stay at the one at some at that point. If that happens, and then LeBron is doing his thing and A D is back to being A D, there might be something there. There could be something there that the those two can actually start making some noise but
0: they need to make a big move. They need to somehow figure a way to get the players. They need another starter who comes from outside. And then if, you had, another the starter favor. And none, if you had another starter and none in there and pull out THT, you would start to have a balance of between your bigs and your smalls uh, and your size problems would be starting to disappear. You'd be able to hold your own rebounding in, even though you're playing small. We didn't have the problems with rebounding, getting out rebounded or outscored in a paint in the bubble because we had Marquise Morris as our third big that was out there all the time, yeah. the 6'8", 225-pound guy. So if we were able to get, you know, if we were able to get a player like that who could fill in and be a starter or even a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six shooting guard, you know, like Gary Harris Jr. Or there's a whole bunch of guys that fall in that range that, you know, that shoot six or seven threes per game and, and make Terrence Ross, Terrence right Ross is the perfect example. Our problem is that I think we'll get one of those guys and it probably will be one of the shooting guards rather than the big guys. And so we're going to probably create a lot of open spaces, a open roster spots for... You know, and last year the buyout market was bigger than the free agent. It well, could be. I was going to say, hopefully,
1: year. no more Andre Drummond talk again. But yeah,
2: well, I, and that was weird when that was going on. I remember everybody was excited, even that Steve A. Smith sitting there going, yeah. "Oh, this is uh, this is going to
0: take." out. Oh, you didn't oh, know oh, that he was oh, oh. starting to And, all and I'm going, it's back,
2: it's really. Andre. Andre is is a is a player that's playing in the wrong era.
1: <laughs>
2: and. Yeah. And just to give you some perspective, you know, 20 rebounds, 15 rebounds in this era didn't really mean much, just like the triple-double. Look at Harden. He had a 30-point triple-double. It didn't mean jack crap. Numbers mean nothing anymore, okay? They mean nothing. All that matters is fundamentals, which never will ever get old. That's what you saw in guys like Austin Reeves, you know, guys – like AD, that's one thing I do love about AD. He's really good at angles. He's really good at anticipation and keeping the fundamentals there. And I think had he played a full game, he might have had eight nine blocks tonight. And it, we had
0: nine as a team, which was really good.
2: It, it, it his defense always will make a difference, and it, and no. it did to a, it. It did. It did make a difference tonight. How many
0: guys are there in the league? There's probably less than you can count on one hand in the league of guys who can really defend all five positions. I will never Simmons forget. The Lakers. I, I, I will never forget. Simmons, at, you'd have yeah. Simmons, LeBron, and AD, the three guys who can guard <laughs> all, three, all five positions.
1: Well, this conversation could go on forever, and seemingly it has, but I'll tell you what, it's been great talking to both Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com and Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. Go ahead, if you want to go ahead and reach out to talk to Laker Tom, he's creating a whole bunch of crazy trades at Laker Tom on Twitter. <laughs> you want to go ahead and make sure you catch his latest article that he has at Lakerholics.com. Will the return of Anthony Davis be the catalyst to kickstart the Lakers? Let's hope so after tonight's performance. So we'll see. But again, we'll be back on Thursday You after the game. We'll be around 8.30 Pacific, a little bit after the game. So go ahead and catch us here at Facebook, Lakers Fast Break. You can also go ahead and email us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, or reach out to us at LakersFastBreak. Joe Soro is Ox1947, and they always go ahead and and have a great time every single game. Please join up with one of their chat boards during the game at LakersBall.com. So please go ahead and check out LakerOlex.com, LakersBall.com. But once again... The Lakers are back at five hundred twenty-four and 24 24-24. Anthony Davis is back in the lineup. Hopefully things can go from there. It hopefully will be a catalyst to see if the Lakers can go ahead and go on a nice run. But the Lakers continue the Grammy trip in Philadelphia. So what will they do? They're still in seventh place in the Western Conference, 24-24. What will happen on Thursday night against the Philadelphia 76ers, and Joel Embiid. We'll find out, and we'll talk about it after the game. But for Laker Tom, Joe Sorrell, it's Gerald Glassford. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Shout out to all of our YouTube followers. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And again, we'll catch you here next time at the Lakers Fast Podcast.